gentlemen, welcome back to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. We're glad you dropped in. We hope that you sit back, relax, enjoy the conversation, get inspired, and take a minute to to really see how and sit with the words that we talk about and see how they play out into your life. My name is Stacey Johnston. I'm honored to be here with you and equally as honored to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Holland. Cassie, how are you today? I am doing great. It is a beautiful day. I'm looking forward to the conversation. How about you? Same. I always love these conversations. It just, it, it kind of gives me, I use it. Every time we have one of these conversations, I, I, I kind of challenge myself to find this word in the next week, in my life, in my day, in the people that I meet, and really see how it plays out. And it has been very enlightening for me along the way about just the importance of how we utilize the words that we use and how we model them and how we do them. How about you? You, you homeschool your three kids. You're teaching one to ride a dirt bike right now, and you have all these new experiences, but you always take time to do this. What intrigues you about these midweek mind candy conversations? It really gives me a different perspective on a lot of things, right? I try my hardest to keep an open mind and let my opinions on some things vary. You know, I I think that to be an effective homeschool teacher, I have to be willing to teach from all sides. So I think these conversations really expand and broaden my my views and opinions on some things. I really like that teaching from all sides. I think that's when so many times when you go even like in the school situation, homeschool and public education businesses that come in and get trainings brought to them, it, it they just teach from one side or from one angle and there's so many other sides that you can learn the same knowledge from. So I really appreciate that learning from all sides perspective on it. So ready to have a conversation today? Sure. Well, we have a lovely lady joining us. She has uh, agreed to come back and join us for the second time and step outside our comfort zone just a little bit and have a very impromptu conversation with us. So, ladies and gentlemen, may we please bring back to the stage Miss Melissa Ross. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Excited to be back with you, ladies. Very good. We're glad to have you. So you, you joined us on our, our previous episode of Uncaped Heroes, and you told us your beautiful story and shared some magical gold with us. But what intrigued you about this one? What made you decide to come back and do this podcast with us? Well, I just love the conversation that we had. I love your hearts and your mission and what you're about. And I tend to be a little bit of a planner, and I like things to be a certain way. And this came, and it kind of put a check in my heart, like, this could be a really good opportunity to challenge yourself. So you made me feel safe enough to step out of my comfort zone. (laughs) Oh, there you go. I love it. Well, good. Well, thank you for your trust and for, for having this conversation with us. So today we're going to talk about the word drive. Mm-hmm. And when you hear the word drive, what's your first thought and definition, Melissa? Well, gosh, I have a lot of things come to mind. I think the thing is I'm very much type A, so when I hear the word drive, I think of, like, going for it. Um, but also, being an Indiana native, I really quickly like an Indy, Indy 500 race car. So I think it, you know, could present itself in one of two ways. You could be driving a car, or you could be driving, like, your life and your emotions and all of that. So that's 
that's your initial perspective. There's a couple of moments within your conversation when I'm losing your words. You're cutting out just a little bit, and I don't want to lose okay. the importance of what you have to say. All right. Um, Kathy, how about you? When you hear the word drive, what's your initial thought? I think the word is a little deeper for me, but for different reasons, right? I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I, you know, I grew up going to church and being, once I got to a place where I had my own struggles to deal with, I drove, right? 2 a.m. car rides are some of the best conversations I ever had with God. So for me, it's more about cleansing. It's a really good. So that you found your freedom and your, your, your comfort with talking to your grand overall design in the draft. Yeah. You know, and then, like Melissa drives... Your inner drive is very important, but I think, you know, when we started this, we started because of the in different interpretations of the word. So how about you? You know, I, I've thought about this word this morning because, like, I procrastinated last night. It was not inside driven, and I didn't, we didn't even select our words to really, like, get them out this morning. And so when I started looking over this list of words and I, I saw the word drive, I thought about a, a life lesson right along the way. I spent a lot of my young adulthood, my young motherhood life very driven, very driven to be the best mom, the best volunteer, the best dance teacher, the best is for me because I felt like that was just my quest. I was very driven to be those things. And then I got an injury that set me back for a while, a little over a year, and uh, it was a, a struggle for me in my soul because I didn't, I, all of a sudden, I couldn't do what I did. I had to be still. And a, a really good friend of mine said one day, he said, you know, the peace comes in recognizing that you don't have to be driven. You can choose to drive. Um, and it was life-changing for me just to own that and be recognized that I didn't have to be driven. I could choose where I drove and where I put my energy. Um, and it was very healing for me. So the word drive to me means a lot of things. It means my choice on the direction that I go and what, where my energy flows in that. So I think that's what drive is really about for me. Melissa, where does all that, the conversation that you hear, take you and drive? Melissa, are you with us? I am. There you are. Talk to us. Tell us where that takes you with drive. Where what takes me? I don't think I heard you all. Just just in the oh in the conversation. Did I was just wondering what your next concept was about drive? As you hear Cassie's definition, and the drive was therapy was release and freedom for her, and for me it was a a decision that I could drive versus being driven. Um, and then with with your concept of drive, where does that take you in the conversation next? Yeah, I just think it's interesting because so much of it for all three of us stems back to our come from, right? Like for me, it was being an Indiana native in the Indy 500, and so I think of drive as being really fast and go, 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 which is kind of along the lines of driven, as you were saying. Um, But then, you know, for Cassie, she was talking about 
driving being freedom and therapeutic and something that was kind of healing for her. So I just think it's interesting that all of our perceptions of that word are a lot of it is based in our own experiences and our come from. And so they're all different, which is beautiful because we need one another in this world to, to do things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Melissa, well, as you look at the people that you touch, the, the people that are in your focus, those people in your tribe, those people that you mentor or that you coach or that you teach, how do you model the word drive in a positive way so they don't feel driven? I think it's that reframe of how it was presented to you is drive versus driven. And it's amazing what a letter on the end of a word, how it can change the meaning of it. Um, but I think it's, it's driving. It's, you know, being in, in charge of what you can be in charge of in this life with your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions and your thoughts and not letting the outside world dictate where you go and driving you places you don't want to go, but really kind of being in charge and in check with yourself and honoring and respecting your boundaries and your life and what works for you so that you're not living by everybody else's demands and end up driven into the ground at some point because that can happen. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Cassie, how about you? If you look at the same, the same question, the same impression you have with the children that you teach, with the people that you touch, those that you mentor, those who help through your guided by grace business, how do you, same thing, how do you model and define, describe the word drive? I, I think it's easier to model because really, you know, your, your drive, your, your motivations is easy to model, but it's hard to teach, right? Because your drive comes from inside. Something sparks that fire. Something, something flips that switch, right? So I think as a homeschool teacher and as a parent, me honing in on what really makes my kids tick and really focusing on that and, you know, using that to I don't know. Um, using, you know, their their passions and their strengths towards their education I think would instill drive through passion, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. It does. I think it makes I think it makes great sense. So do you I'm gonna ask the same question to both of you. Do you believe the drive is a character trait. So as you think about that, for me, drive is like a motivation. Right? You're not, motivation is not a character trait. Like, I, you hear people say, oh, I, wish, I just wish I was motivated. I just wish I was a motivated person and I had that drive. But motivation and drive to me is a byproduct of your attitude. If you get up in the day and you just think, here we go again. I'm going to put on the costume. I'm going to get on the field, I'm going to play the game, and I'm going to come home, tomorrow I'm just going to get up and do it again. Then that's what you see. You see that mundane, same old, in the wheel, exist through life. But if you get up and go, hey, I wonder what's in this day for me. Who am I going to meet? 
what am I going to see, what am I going to learn, what am I going to taste or smell, and you own the adventure in the coming day for you, then I think your motivation and your drive is a byproduct of that. So, Melissa or Cassie, either one, take the stage. What's your thought? I think it could be as simple as, you know, a mindset, a mind shift, right, instead of I have to start looking at it as a favor, right? I get to. I get to get up and enjoy this day. I get to go to work because a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Amen. I like that. How about you, Melissa? Yeah, I agree with both of those. What came up for me was why. Like, why do we do the things we do? Because I think sometimes there can be, you know, some woundedness or some trauma, and that causes us to feel the need to perform or show up a certain way. And that can affect our drive because we feel like we need to prove ourselves. Um, I think that can be a part of it. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's multifaceted. <laughs> right. And I, I love that, that you, you use the word multifaceted because how often do we not recognize how much a word such as drive can mean so many different things to so many, to everybody. Just because we're looking at the same apple doesn't mean you see the apple the same way. Right? You see the apple by the lens which with you see apples in your life. Maybe you love them, maybe you hate mm-hmm. them, maybe you fed them to horses, right? We're still seeing the same apple. And I think conversation mm-hmm. and communication and word usage can so many times be the same thing, right? Because you walk into a conversation with a thought or a word or a definition on your mind and you have a perception of that conversation that you walk away with, but so do they. And so I think sometimes, for me, in recognizing the difference in that perception, it opens up that communication and makes it, well, makes you more aware. Kathy or Melissa? I think absolutely. Go ahead, Melissa, Kathy. I think that's why the golden Hmm. rule should be um, communication is key. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very important. How about you, I agree. I'm chuckling because my husband and I will have these conversations, and he'll say, we want the same things, but we're getting caught up in semantics. So he'll try to say something, but because he's not saying it in the way that I would say it, I don't interpret it that way, and mm-hmm. vice versa. And so I think, you know, a large part of the communication is understanding another person's come from and why they say what they do and how they say it, and really listening so you can understand instead of, you know, just listening so that you can respond. Yeah, amen. That part right there, that listen to you so you can respond. I don't know about you, but when I got married 38 years ago, communication, the fact that that right there is real, never got talked about. Right? I mean, it wasn't Mm -hmm. part of our pre-marriage counseling or anything like that. So how many couples Mm -hmm. would stay married if they just learned how to communicate. Like, really, just like you said, he comes at it with one word, and because he didn't say it in a way that you needed to hear it, it didn't come out with the same. I right? had two different perceptions of that conversation. And I think that happens to us in our daily lives more times than we recognize because we're listening to respond, just like you said, Melissa. Absolutely, and then you throw in social media and texting and losing that personal intonation, and there's a lot that's missed that way. Mm, very much. You can't see body language. You can't see voice inflection. Right? You can't. There's a lot of things that are missing without that eye-to-eye contact. 
that's the only way when you're having that conversation to see what's not being said sometimes. So how much, how much do you think that miscommunication affects your drive? In a huge way. For lots of reasons. Melissa, I'm going to let you take the answer to that, though. I think it depends on why you're doing something. Like, if you are doing something because you know that you are called to do it, which is kind of how I feel, I feel like nothing can stop me from that because I know I'm called to do it. And people might perceive me incorrectly. They might say things. They might misunderstand. They might judge. But because I'm called, that doesn't affect my drive. Now, if it's something that I'm like, oh, I could go on a walk today, but I had an off day and things didn't line up and I couldn't go on a walk, I wouldn't probably be as driven to do that because it wasn't super important. I think it depends on the priority of what you feel driven to do, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely not. I think that... People get drive, right? They, they get something. They get motivated. They go to a conference. They go to a class. They read a new book. And they get so this, oh, my gosh, I can do that. I can change the world. And then you get this amazing drive. And then it doesn't pan out like they thought it would. Or they don't get the response mm-hmm. that they thought it would. And so as opposed to just driving in a different direction, right, changing your route, they just stop driving. And then fear sets in and they don't get back behind that wheel. How many times do you think fear shuts down drive? Cass? All the time. Fear is... Fear is how you block your own blessings, right? Being afraid to take the first step, being afraid to to make the change, to make the move, to make the call, to, to do whatever it is, right? Change is scary. Nobody likes change. So once you are comfortable enough, and you can be afraid of it, right? If you're not afraid of it, then good for you. But you can be afraid of it. You can sit with the fear. You can, you know, make all the lists, do all the things. But at the end of the day, if you don't go forward, you're never going to get it done. So I think fear puts a lot of roadblocks up for people that aren't necessary. Agreed. Melissa? I absolutely agree. I think fear is is probably one of the top things that blocks people from going forward, whether it's a conscious fear or a subconscious fear based on a belief or an experience or something that happened. Hmm. I soundly agree. I think fear is a such a roadblock, right? We give it life. And fear is just courage that hasn't been prayed for yet, right? In my opinion, if you're afraid of something, that's when you take it up and go, okay, this scares me. And I, then you just open yourself up to that blessing, right? I think you have, to be, you, have to be, you have to own that fear. You have to do it afraid, right, so that your drive can become a part of that. Okay, ladies, I hate this, but we are coming to a place where we're going to have to shut this conversation down just with respect to you, Melissa, as our guest and with respect to our audience and their time. I want to start by saying thank you, Melissa, for your time, for your wisdom, for stepping outside your comfort zone and joining us in this conversation. It's been a beautiful conversation. I'd love for our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If you would like to have a conversation with us, 
you want a banner or a word, you have a story to share, or you just need someone to talk to, we're interested in what you have to say. Please reach out to us at Hero Builder 2020 at gmail.com. I'm going to leave the audience just with a little bit of thought today. As you look and you, you're in your car, close your eyes for a minute and sit in your car and think about what you see. As you get ready to drive your vehicle or drive your life, when you open your eyes, the rearview mirror is a little tiny. The only reason you should look back is to see how far you've come. But the window in front of you is huge. Drive. Drive safe, drive well, and drive with confidence. Cassie, how would you like to leave our audience today? I, as usual, would like to end with a challenge. And my challenge today would be to, you know, do a self-inventory. See if you can't pinpoint where your drive comes from. What makes you excited? Mm -hmm. What lights you up? Beautiful challenge. Melissa, we'd be honored if you would take the stage and close out our show for us. How would you like to leave our audience today with drive? Gosh, I think both of what you said is so good. I think what I would add to probably piggyback off of yours is that, you know, when you're in the car and you're looking through that windshield, if you're going forward, you can't continue to look in the rearview mirror because you're going to have issues and crash. So, Yes, work through what's in the rearview mirror, heal from it, work through it, do the work, but you've got to stay focused on that windshield to keep going forward. 